Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah. Assalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yassir li amri wa hlul aqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Amma ba'd. Dear brothers and sisters, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us in a time. And if we see that time, we see it's difficult for us. There are difficulties facing the Muslims left and right, social issues, political issues, uh, torture, uh, taking rights left and right uh, from the Muslims. The Muslims are almost, almost, the Muslims are the most humiliated people on earth now. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us in this time in order to see and test us. Are we going to be sticking to what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us? Struggling the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us in order, to, in order for us to live as honorable as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us? Or we deviate and we go with the shaitan in every ways possible. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose us for this time, a difficult time. But at the same time, he gave us the guidance. He gave us the Quran. He gave us the sunnah with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to show us which direction we should be taking. Reminding us that the direction of following the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a struggle, following the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a steading fast, to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala leads you to al-jannah. Leads you to be among the siddiqeen, to be among the shuhada, to see the prophets. And going away from that leads you wal-riyadu billah to jahannam. Wal-riyadu billah. And anyone who has mind doesn't want to be among the one who will be in jahannam. He wants to be in al-jannah. He wants Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with him. We the Muslims, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, individual Muslims, when we go through an issue that's a difficulty for us at the personal level, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us in the Quran, Indeed, after difficulty there is ease. Indeed, after difficulty there is ease. Allah tells you that I created you and I know that you will go through difficulties. But this difficulty, there will be yusr. There will be easiness after that. There will be ease after that. It's just a temporary moment in your life. Then after that, it's going to be ease. This is a reminder for us in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us when there is difficulty, you always remember that there will be a time that's going to be ease. But when this? Let's look at the history. Because we the Muslims, we look at the Prophet ﷺ as the best example. 
وَلَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا Allah tells us, you have the best example for you is the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. A best example in everything, in his social life, in his political life, in his leadership, in his prayer, in everything, it's the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when the Muslims used to go through difficult times, like what we are going through now, whether we the Muslims in America here, the Muslims in West in general, the Muslims in Syria, the Muslims in Yemen, the Muslims in India now, the Muslims in China, the Muslims of everywhere, they're going through it. Allah has given us that there is, hey, go back to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and you will see an example for you how you act and how you behave in order to have easiness later. Khabbab ibn al-Arat radiyallahu anhu at the time in Mecca, at the early days of Islam, when the sahaba of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to be tortured, embargo left and right, don't deal with him. He's a Muslim, don't deal with him. Islamophobia at the time of Quraysh, but in a way that was right for their time. For their time, We have a different Islamophobia now, but it's all the same. Don't deal with them. Torture them if you can. Jail them if you can. This Khabbab al-Larat, radiyallahu anhu, comes to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and this is an authentic hadith. You can go and verify it. Comes to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam while the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was laying down his back to the Kaaba. And he asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O Prophet of Allah, make dua for us. Ud'u lana. Stansir lana. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to provide us with victory. They are tortured. They cannot withstand it anymore. They cannot withstand it anymore. It's getting too much for them. O Rasulullah, make dua for us. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us victory. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam replies and he says, قَدْ كَانَ الرَّجُلُ فِيمَا كَانَ قَبْلَكُمْ يُؤْخَذُ فَيُحْفَرُ لَهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ The man before you, he's telling them about the believers. The one who believed in messages and prophets and who were withstanding for their deen, they have the patience on their deen and in the torture. They used to be taken and a hole is dug for them in the earth. And they will be put in that hole. And comes steel comes, they come and comes their skin and their and their flesh out of their body. They will die. They will lose their life. Patience on the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that did not change their mind. The Prophet ﷺ said. فَمَا يَصُدُّهُ ذَلِكَ عَنْ This torture, putting, digging a grave for him and killing him, that does not change his mind. That does not change his stand. That does not make him deviate from what that prophet or deen or message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling him to do. Then, the Prophet ﷺ continues with the hadith that most of us know, part of that hadith that most of us know. Wallahi, layutimmanna Allah Azza wa Jal hadha al-amr hatta yasiru al-raqiba min san'a ila hadramaut, la yakhafu illa Allah ta'ala wa al-dhaba ala ghanamah. By Allah, look at this message. With the Prophet ﷺ, how he's telling Khabbab ibn Arat at the moment when there's, it's at the peak of torture. 
at the peak of humiliation, at the peak where they cannot withstand it. Everyone is attacking them. Everyone is going, wants to get rid of them. He tells him, this is the glad tidings for you, Habab. By Allah, the prophets, by Allah, he is going, Allah is going to complete his deen. And you will have safety and security. And the example of it, you have the traveler going from Yemen all the way to Asham. He will not be, he will not fear anything. He will not fear anything but Allah and a wolf on his sheep. The safety and the security that you will have. At the time when Khabbab and the Sahaba, the security for them was a dream. The safety for them was a dream. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam telling them, you have to be patient. You have to stick to the deen and the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. مَا يَصُدُّهُ ذَلِكَ عَنْ That does not, all the torture that he saw doesn't change, make him change his mind, change the way that he wants to live, change his life. Then the Prophet gives a glad tidings to them. That you will have safety and security. Now you have insecurity, you will have safety and security. That's the hope. That's the hope that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala is giving us as Muslims at the times of weakness, at the times of torture, at the time of humiliation, at the time of everyone is looking at us, the Muslims, everywhere as the most humiliated people, worthless. Our blood, our Muslim blood is worthless in the eyes of the whole world. While in the eyes of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, it's more worth than Al-Kaaba by itself. Nowadays, it's worthless. <coughs> this is one example. Another example, when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was in Al-Madinah. At the time when he has a state, he has an army, strong people, mashallah. And comes Ghazwatul Ahzab, the Battle of the Trench. Ten thousands, thousands of the name of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala sieging Al-Madinah, surrounding Al-Madinah. The fear that the Muslims have, the fear, the insecurity at that time that they have, at that moment, Allah explains it in the Quran, their hearts all the way reach their mouth. Out of the fear that they have, that the enemy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that surrounding Al-Madina might come and finish them. Might come and finish them. And they were digging the trench. Look at the Prophet ﷺ and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the difficult moments tells us stick to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you will have a way out. Don't change. Don't call for anything other than the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then you will have a way out. At that time, put yourself in the shoes of the Sahaba. At that time, at that moment when they were very scared for their life and for their security. They're digging the trench, a rock, very big rock. They could not destroy it. They could not break it. And they called the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he holds the axe and he hits it. He says, Bismillah. And he hits it the first time. So it breaks one third of it. And he says, and he says, Allah, Allah has showed me the palaces of the Persians. 
he hits it again. He says, Bismillah and hits it. Allah has showed me the palaces of the, the, uh, in, in, in Asham. He hits it again and finishes it up. And he says, Allah has shown me the palaces of Al-Yaman. Look at the hope. Look at the message that Allah, through his messenger, is telling the Muslims who is their fear at that moment, the insecurity that they have. They're going to lose their life. He's telling them, hey, stick to the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're on the haqq and you will have the palaces of Asham in your hands. You will have the palaces of the Persians in your hands. You will have the palaces of Al-Yemen in your hands. Allah, this deen is going to spread, which means the enemy who is around you is going to go away. Allah will take care of it. All what you have to do is stick to the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Stick to that message alone. We the Muslims nowadays are bothered, not just bothered, we're so angered about what's going on in India. And all over for the Muslims. But what's our message to the Muslims in India and to the Muslims here? Should it be that I have to go and go to my Congress or go and preserve the Constitution as if the rally that's going on Sunday that preserve the Indian Constitution? What, the, what causes the CAA? Isn't it the Indian Constitution by itself? That makes that to exist? We the Muslims, we want the Muslims in India and all over the world to go and, go and preserve the Indian Constitution. When you read the first article of the Indian Constitution, what does it say? It's a secular, democratic, I don't know, system which has nothing to do with the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Is this the hope that we want to give to the Muslims? We the Muslims who are standing up in this member, there was a meeting just a couple of days ago, for the imams and the khatibs in Chicago area, in order to give a message to the community what to do. And I was there. The message is, we have to call the people, we have to call the people to go participate in the rally. What's the objective of the rally? Preserve the Indian constitution. The brothers there, they were talking about things, hey, we the Muslims have to learn from the example of what's going on in India. We, the Muslims in the U.S., have to learn from what's going on in India. The Indian Muslims, the Muslims in India are 230 to 300 million, still called minority. How about us, the 10 million, we're still called minority. We have to learn from them. And the same brothers comes and tells you, we don't trust the Muslim politicians in India anymore. Because once things get hot, they go and hide. Then what's the lesson learned for me as a Muslim who's in the U.S.? I will not trust a Muslim politician who goes through this democratic system because democracy, democracy produces laws that men agree on, not what pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not what pleases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is something that we have to understand. And if we don't understand it, then we will fail ourselves, we will fail our children, and we will fail our ummah, and we will fail our brothers and sisters in India, in Pakistan, in Kashmir, in Syria, in Iraq, and everywhere. If we fail to understand that our future, our future is guaranteed only by sticking to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, sticking to the sunnah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then we failed ourselves, and we failed everyone around us. So brother, it's a critical moment. 
as I started the, 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 the talk with, that Allah chose us for a right time. And that right time is, yes, it's a lot of difficulty. But the reward for it is so huge when we stick to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us victory. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect our families. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect the Muslims everywhere and guide us to the right path and guide us to the right way and guide us to deliver the right and correct message about Islam when it comes to the Muslim issues. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our